Bill O'Reilly here, Friday, September 25th, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. The first presidential debate will be held this coming Tuesday night, Cleveland, Ohio. In all, there will be three presidential debates, but this one is the most important because people will get to see if Joe Biden is lucid. And that is the big thing that is holding the former vice president back. Whether he has the mental acuity to do the job as president. Now, the history of American political debates is fascinating, and it goes all the way back to Abraham Lincoln. In 1858, Lincoln and Stephen Douglas debated over who should represent Illinois in the Senate. The two held seven formal debates, each lasting three and a half hours. Douglas ultimately won the seat, but the events gained national attention for Abraham Lincoln. About a century later, new technology gave birth to the first modern presidential debate, and that was the radio. In 1948, Thomas Dewey and Harold Stetson broadcast their views during the Republican Party's primary season. The Democrats joined the operation in 1956, eight years later, holding the first televised contest. The first general election presidential debate was held on September 26, 1960, between John F. Kennedy and Vice President Richard Nixon. The media predicted a landslide for Nixon, the more seasoned politician compared to JFK, but the Republican was unfamiliar with TV. Nixon refused to put on makeup wore a heavy suit that caused him to sweat and repeatedly wiped his nose on camera. Not good. JFK came across as a vibrant and charismatic man and pulled ahead in the race just days after the debate. The current format was formalized in 1976, commonly split into three events. The Commission on Presidential Debates added a contest for the vice presidential picks back in 1984. Today, the broadcasts are largely seen as the closing argument in a two-year presidential campaign. Recent polling shows 33% of undecided voters watch the debates to make up their minds. With just weeks to go, 15% of U.S. adults still have not made a choice between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, leaving next Tuesday the most important day in the campaign. Ahead, update listeners. Sound off. Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 
877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Listeners sound off. We do this every Friday on the update. And you can write me, bill at billoreilly.com. That's easy, bill at billoreilly.com. First letter comes from Jeff in Topeka, Kansas. Am I just paying more attention or is it unusual to give the debate topics ahead of time? It's a bit unusual. I would not have done it. But Chris Wallace and the debate operation that hired him wants the two candidates to know the areas of questioning. I don't know why. If you're a candidate for president, you should be able to answer all kinds of stuff. And I don't really like this um, giving it to him in advance. Neil in Norton Shores, Michigan. Joe Biden should be smart enough to see that he cannot win the Supreme Court fight and that character assassination of Judge Amy Coney Barrett would only alienate millions of Catholics. Interesting analysis from you, Neil. We don't know if Judge Barrett will be the nominee. She is the favorite. And there's no doubt about it that Donald Trump needs Catholic votes. And if the Democratic Party attacks Amy Coney Barrett on the basis of her religion, very specifically abortion, because Catholics believe abortion is wrong, then President Trump might very well benefit from this. Now, Biden's not going to have anything to do with it. So the Democrats in the Senate, because the Senate has to confirm the Supreme Court justice nominee, they're the ones. So Biden really not involved with this, but it could help Donald Trump, no doubt about it. A guy is in Oak Lawn, Illinois. Is the Senate required to have Judicial Committee hearings for the Supreme Court candidate? No. There's no requirement. Now, it is tradition. I do believe that Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, the Republican senator from Kentucky, will hold hearings for whoever is nominated because it benefits the Republicans to do that. They want the American public to see the caliber of the person President Trump nominates. And as we just said, if the Democrats attack, which of course they will, I mean, everybody remembers what happened to Justice Kavanaugh, that could help the Republican ticket on November 3rd. Rick in Gilbert, Arizona. Bill, you read... Bob Woodward's book, Very Fast, do you have any speed-reading tricks? No, I I just have been doing this so long, Rick, that I have to accumulate information quickly. I do read with a pen. And in the book, I underline and I dog-ear the pages so I can go back and I so I can just get through it quick and then go back to the very important parts of the book. So maybe that is a tip. Shane Peru, Indiana. Thank you for your new book, Killing Crazy Horse. Both sides, the Indians and the whites, were wrong in how they treated each other. Are Native Americans treated well now by our nation? Depends where you are. I mean, if you go to certain reservations, everything is all right. They got the casinos. They got a lot of money. um, But others are not. So you cannot generalize about Native Americans today. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approved that message by actually putting it together. In a moment, something you might 
not know. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, the O'Reilly update brings you something you might not know. 63 years ago today, the U.S. Army's 101st Airborne Division escorted nine black children into an all-white high school in Little Rock, Arkansas. The event marked the beginning of the end for segregation across the southern United States. Here's the story. On May 17, 1954, the Supreme Court ruled unanimously in Brown versus the Board of Education, that racial segregation in public schools was unconstitutional. Three years later, the governor of Arkansas, a staunch segregationist, deployed the National Guard to surround Central High School in Little Rock and stop black students from attending classes. The troops circled the school as a mob of 400 white civilians gathered around the building shouting racial slurs and threatening the young teenagers with violence. The Arkansas National Guard refused to let the kids into the school. On September 23, 1957, the nine black students did manage to gain access by a side door, but police were forced to evacuate the entire school to protect the safety of everyone inside. The next day, Little Rock's mayor bypassed the governor, sending a secret telegram to President Dwight Eisenhower asking for federal agents to maintain order and complete the integration process. On September 25, 1957, the Little Rock Nine entered the school under armed military guard. President Eisenhower threatened to deploy the military anywhere in the country that refused to comply with the Supreme Court's desegregation order. And here's something else you might not know. The era of, quote, separate but equal treatment for African Americans would continue for another decade. In 1964, President Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act, which legally ended segregation and most laws associated with the Jim Crow era that separated blacks and whites. But Believe it or not, Little Rock would not fully integrate all of the public schools until 1972. Back after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you. <laughs> 